0: Let's go.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV and our coverage of Jujutsu Kaisen. So, it's been about three weeks since we've had a new Jujutsu Kaisen episode that we wanted to cover. Um, The past couple episodes have just kind of been recaps. So, we used our time to begin covering the One Piece live action and Wheel of Time that have dropped uh, in this kind of little break period for Jujutsu Kaisen. We're covering both of those on the podcast as well. And uh, and I also use that time personally to read more Jujutsu Kaisen. So I reread the whole Shibuya arc, which is what we're going to be seeing um, for the rest of this season. And then I've gone, I've surpassed what I had left off at about a couple years ago. So I'm only about 40 chapters behind being caught up, caught up, and it's been fucking awesome. I cannot wait to watch this arc be animated. And then obviously you know, we'll wait for season three and four and five and six um but just very quick bingetown on housekeeping before we dive into this episode six discussion best way to support us is always just going to be subscribe whatever you're watching and listening on and then if you want to interact with us at bingetown tv on twitter and then a discord that we just kind of started up somewhat recently the link for that will be in the description of this episode wherever you're listening or watching on but all right uh, episode six I did not write down the name of it. It's like we, that, baby. It's okay. like that. We've uh, excuse me. We fully transitioned out of our uh, Gojo Ghetto flashback arc, I guess you could say, Um, and we're firmly now in the the quote unquote present. The first thing we're going to talk about is just going to be the Toto and Mei Mei, Um, scenes. We learned that they have submitted uh, pretty much not all of them, but most of the Jiu Jitsu High students to, uh, to first grade rank. We got Panda, Maki. Um, Kurosaki Nobara, uh Fushigoro and um Yuji are not being recommended. Why is a voice guy not
2: being recommended? Is he grade was he grade 2, right? Or is he already grade 1?
1: That is a fantastic question that I knew you were going to ask and was <laughs> Just going to leave it at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just didn't look it up, so what's oh, his okay. name? That. what's his name? I also top of my head, couldn't tell you. All right. I'm going to look up voice guy,
0: JJK.
2: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, he Toge Inamaki. Toge Inamaki. I know he's great too, but I'm just like, I'm so, I, I, there's got to be a reason. That's all I'm thinking, I guess, is why he wasn't specifically, because he, we've already seen him in action in the movie and things, and we know that his power is like pretty broken and yeah. his family heritage is very strong as well. So just would have figured he would have been in the contention for that. So we'll see.
0: He's a second year student, right?
2: Yeah. He's, with, he's think, in the okay. group with Maki and Panda, and Panda so, yeah. but he didn't get nominated.
0: I think it's because he's already semi-grade one.
2: That's what I couldn't remember. Maybe I was confusing it. So he's year two. He's not a grade two sorcerer. He's probably, like you said, he's a semi-grade one in year two. Okay. He that was
0: ranked sense. grade two as a first year and was the only one among his peers who could take on Soul mission. At that time, Ghetto mm-hmm. also believed Toke was blessed with great potential. And it seemed it's... I'm not going to get into it, but for him to be a semi-grade <laughs> one I'm not going to read everything, but it it appears that he has since been upgraded. So I think at this point he's already semi grade one. But and that would make sense. He has the potential, and if he wasn't already, like he is going to be.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't clear by that spoiler,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and we um we learn a little bit kind of more about the specifics of what all of that means. So essentially. You get nominated by two already grade one sorcerers. Then you kind of get on like a little step up. You're not semi grade one yet. You're kind of, I forget the exact word that they use. Um, you're kind of acting grade one. Then you get to go on your solo missions. And then the kind of performance on those missions is what determines whether you get the semi grade one designation or not. Um, the honestly, the only really comment I have about these scenes is that I, the fucking ping pong was animated still. So well, it looked so fucking cool. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm assuming that probably wasn't in the manga, just like the basketball scene between. No, teams. no, they play no. ping pong in the. Manga. Oh, they do actually play ping pong because yeah. earlier, <laughs> yeah. what was it? The basketball scene wasn't yeah, in the wasn't. manga yeah so i yeah. wasn't sure but this was yeah the ping pong scene was
1: fucking badass yeah, honestly it so cool they were putting all the spin on it and shit and toto
2: was getting worked by
1: May there okay, well, well i mean she fucking broke his mental focus when he realized that he couldn't go on the missions with yuji but it was game was point like, well, okay it was 10-5 at that point so <laughs> but that
2: was really so funny. funny toto continues to be one of my favorite characters i just <laughs> i think it's so funny how much he's latching on to yuji like even though there's it's really so like funny there, there's like no like deep basis for it. It's just like they fought one time and they fought together once and now like he is like obsessed with Eugene. I just think it's so funny. Yeah,
0: he has all just, his memories. They like, they like the same type of bitch. They like yeah. the same type of women. That's what it is. My brother, that dude,
1: that was one of the funniest things is when he just starts having those fucking quote unquote fake memories in season one. And then they get to the baseball episode and he's like, you know, like whatever, like you know, like, oh like we're both catchers. Like
0: you know what I mean? He's like so into it. It's so funny. it was like it, uh the fine print on his player card, like on the screen said, like, Toji, uh, Yuji and Toto like one, some kind of regional whatever. Yeah. And then it was like, Yuji has no rec- recollection of
1: this,
2: <laughs> <So> <laughs> denies great. this
0: happening or something.
2: The, the my brother is just the best. Yeah, oh, he,
1: it, he calls him in this scene to the fucking principal. He's like, and my brother. <laughs> yeah, it sings in my ear, man. It sings in my oh, ear. I love that. Look at that crossover. Shout out Wheel of Time. Um, okay. So the next little grouping of scenes we get is just, um, I think they're really good at these lighthearted, um, kind of, I don't even know what to call them. The Jujutsu High 3, the first year is Yuji, uh, Fushiguro, and Nobura. And so we meet Yuko, you know, we find out that Yuji, you know, just another feather in his cap is like the nicest guy on the planet. was really nice to her in high school. Then we get the joking. We got it in season one with Fushiguro when he's talking to the girl in like the mall. And like someone sees, like, yeah. I think Yuji sees it and calls Nobura and then they call uh, Gojo and they all fucking make fun of him. Yeah. So now it's just kind of Yuji's turn to do that um not really anything like deep analysis on this it's just i guess like a fun little way to to restart the arc and introduce us again I'll say the
2: characters. human earthworm 4 trailer was pretty disturbing <laughs> <laughs> papa, papa. yeah that was <laughs> it was fine up until the little children come out and they start saying papa Then i'm like okay this is kind of fucked up
0: <laughs> they uh super into it they did such a detailed dis- uh animation of this fake movie i thought it was yeah. It's like so funny and it was it was good also. Yeah.
2: obviously. I like was, how um, um that was a nod to um human centipede. N- well, I guess the yes, but I mean the, the who died in season one again that he like him and Yuji shared a, a love of Junpo? movies and they were talking about human earthworm oh, one, yeah. two, and three. Yeah. I can't remember his right. name. Fuck, but that was yeah, I, right, right? Is it
0: Junpo? that was a triggering uh that yeah, was a Junpo, triggering...
2: Junpei, Junpei. something
0: like that, Junpei. That was a triggering
1: moment for you, Dave. Um, Yeah, it was. You were watching. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was was whack because they put him. They put him in the opening.
2: Yes. Yes. They literally put him him in the
1: opening, which was a fucking genius move. And then (laughs) they just kill him. Ripped our hearts out. Also, Dave. Obviously, you didn't watch the opening, but for people who like have read the monk, the opening animation was amazing. Oh,
2: I actually I listened to like majority of it. I honestly thought it was a bop right off the like right from the beginning as it played. I thought it was a hit.
1: The animation visuals are fucking sick. They have a bunch of like the like hand signals for like the domain. The
2: only thing I'll say
1: on that is I've, I've loosely seen
2: spoilers or I guess it's not really a spoiler of the intro and people kind of commenting. Like, I can't believe they did this to us. So for me (laughs) as an anime reader or watcher means nothing to me, but apparently there were some subtleties in the intro that manga readers can either appreciate. Doesn't seem like the right word because people seem kind of like they were like toyed with almost.
1: So I mean, the upcoming arc is quite emotional. So
0: it is. There's very eventful. There are some crazy moments. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, but I didn't really catch any like major spoilers in the intro sequence. There was like
1: one, or there's definitely like two. I would say two big ones that come to mind. Um, okay. the two of us can talk about them.
0: I later. didn't. Know. I didn't watch very closely. I might have been like yep. checking my phone.
1: All right. Uh, so moving into. What I guess we would say, the three of us here, the kind of real meat of the episode is that we're kind of now we're getting ghetto again in the present day. Him and um, him and Mahito are working. They kind of meet up with Nakamaru. We, I, For me, I thought it didn't hit this way in the, in the manga so much. But for this, did it feel like kind of like really like jump cutty where like we get like the Yuko stuff and then we get introduced to Udahime uh, and she's like talking about this new mission with them? I thought yeah, had, I mean, it, it did feel, feel like, a, like very clean to me. Yeah,
2: this is like we're at least like halfway through the episode at this point, and like we get yeah, the bro. like the scene ends with Yuji and the the squad like walking off, talking about the movie mm-hmm. in the, the mall, whatever, and then it does like that quick half second thing, and then it's the little girl standing in the parking lot, and then they're there. It's like it did yeah. feel a little jump cutty because then she's talking about this mission. I'm like, are we already <laughs> getting into like the <laughs> yeah. the this grade one training thing? Like, I I wasn't. It didn't like hit that hard for me yeah you're right like it, yeah. it felt a little weird
1: yeah it just felt a little weird but basically we learned that um there's a mole or multiple moles with the you know with the good guys that are feeding information to the cursed users and um they know it's Mekamaro they just kind of get fooled in his location that's kind of like the little twist I guess you could say of the episode is that we think we're gonna roll up on him in this parking garage little janitor's closet in reality he's not there he's somewhere else at a dam underneath the dam and he's with Mahito and Geto. Well,
0: they and, pull up.
1: Yeah. And then just kind of, you know, a battle ensues. I've, we can literally talk about anything we want at this point. Um, this was obviously like our final combo. It
0: wasn't. It was a little jump cutty. But I think in that last arc with the, the competition and all, it was hinted like that the bad guys knew too much. Yeah. So we were supposed to be expecting a mole or rat. Um, we kind of, I think, forgot because there's been a whole season and yeah. also six episodes of backstory. Uh, with that being said, um, you learned uh, Mechamaru has a um, what is the the thing that the thing you're born that you get at birth?
2: Oh, uh, packed, a heavenly passion,
0: heavenly pact. Jeez. Yeah, it's pretty interesting because, you know, we have. The guy we loved in the backstory arc um his was in great his his was crazy like his physical prowess was that of like top tier human and then Mekamaro's is he's dwindled down to not being able to go outside at at all while yeah. on the contrary having large amounts of cursed energy
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah i thought the um i honestly before like Uh, I thought it wasn't going to be Mechamaru, so they're kind of talking about like, oh, there's a mole, and then it transitions to a scene of the blue-haired girl coming in and saying, oh, Mechamaru, like, I thought it was going to be a red herring for the blue-haired girl, because even though she says Mechamaru, I thought it was going to be a red herring, and it was going to be her, so I was kind of a little upset that it was actually Mechamaru, because I did actually really enjoy his character from season one, so I didn't want him to be a villain, but obviously he's doing this more for himself rather than the villains, it's not He's just doing something to restore his body, and Nakamura kind of kicks some ass here, man. I really think it's interesting that because we see the timer immediately, and obviously having no idea of any Japanese, like I have no idea what the timers are saying or anything like that, but we get the vision, the, the the clearance on that it's how much cursed energy he's stored, I guess, essentially over mm-hmm, his yeah. his lifetime, and it was like seventeen years, and he uses a year at the very end, like. I think the idea of that is so cool. I love the the puppet ma- manipulation aspect to it. I love how he has like that army in the basement. He was getting his ass kicked. I was a little bit worried at first, but I kind of assumed he had a backup plan and the, the prototype zero was his backup plan. And that was, it was really awesome coming out of the water because it felt like he was going to get fucked on a little bit here because he's going against Ghetto and Mahito, who we know are like the guys on the other side. And for him to confidently be able to like try and weasel his way into formulating a plan getting gojo like i think this is all very good for mechamaru's character at least
0: i um i while, while reading i was definitely i was very disappointed reading this i also thought mechamaru was really cool he's so unique um in that he puppet he's like a puppeteer yeah i thought his power was really sweet and is like a great example of why jjk's power system is is so interesting uh He did this for personal gain. Um, I think in these um, these next, probably this next episode, uh, some will unfold about like his motives. But he's not evil, you know. I feel for him; like he was struggling his whole life, locked in a room. You know, his friends are out living normal lives, and he's like a, a actual shell of himself at all times. He has no like, he's no sensations. He has no. He has never felt physical touch or at least probably not since he was like a newborn baby Mm -hmm. and and he stooped so low to gain something but immediately once he gained it he has an immediate plan to get them down that's why i'm like ah like i wish he didn't do that because if he if he like went to his sensei and classmates they probably would have been there for him to help him through the tough time and also help him overcome these adversaries i personally don't think he really did shit to mahito or ghetto like i think he's got his work cut out for him
2: i just wonder what kind of information he specifically leaked like how important was the information that he gave up you know because if he's giving them like minuscule information to help him get his goal like i guess i can understand that but
0: I think they just helped him infiltrate the school. Oh, uh, is right? that what
2: it was? That he was part of the, the infiltration?
1: I think it's just kind of, yeah. And, I mean, they mention in this episode, it's about like information sharing, but it's kind of, we talked about, and like Alki said, like what happens in the first season, it's all based on that kind of like that attack on Jujutsu High type of I, deal.
2: He, he, so. he kept mentioning Gojo, and like obviously with the, the veil that's put over him and Mahito now, he. It's not only does it, you know, do veil things and, you know, the world real world can't see it, but he also says that his communications are kind of down now. So he can't actually communicate with anyone. It's literally just him versus Mahito and Ghetto right now. But he's he's working up a plan to it seems like getting in contact with Gojo, right? And yeah. I wonder
1: Well, yeah, I was I was curious if what your opinion was on like the fact that he says like basically my win condition is just getting information to Gojo. Like he's not even yeah, so concerned with because I feel like he's fairly realistic about the fact that it's him versus Mahito and, and ghetto
2: yeah and I get that like Gojo is like the strongest but like I've never we've never really seen that relationship or a relationship at all with between Mekamaru and Gojo So I thought it was interesting that even though again Gojo is the strongest and like you'd want him I just felt like maybe someone yeah. closer to him or like an actual friend maybe like Toto he would have tried to reach out to, but it makes sense that he would want to go for the strongest person, but well, Kojo
1: it's because, can like teleport too. So yeah, yeah. it's because <laughs> I think it's a little bit. I think maybe there's a slight level of self-preservation in there as well. of Like this guy can actually also physically help me.
0: There's it's a, it's because also Mahito and ghetto they're after Sukuna's fingers. That's like the major thing that all people are going after right now. Yuji is like the specimen in this world. And um, he knows that if they're engaging with Mekamaro, Ghetto will have to respond. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's going to be forced to. They're, they're forcing his hand. And jump. also, I, yes. And I think Mekamaro is. And I think Mekamaro is also trying to play it like, I think it's kind of BS. Like, I'm still disappointed in him. But he's saying, like, I need to do sharing, information sharing with Ghetto. Like, he's trying to say, oh, I've been a double mole this whole time. Yeah. Like, you know, he's trying to right his wrong.
2: Yeah, he um, did mention he was trying to tell Gojo of the Shibuya plan.
0: Yeah. So, know, I hope he does. Um, that's unfortunate you see him stoop so low because he really did have great potential as a character. Um we'll see how it unfolds. I think yeah. this we're in store for a great one in this fight. They're really starting off with a bang, uh, with this fight here when you flash back from the the backstory yeah well, i'm excited because the next arc too is like oh my god it's like <laughs> like i was already in love with jjk when i was reading leading up to this arc this arc was like holy shit i mean me and kyle were texting every day back and forth just like <laughs> yeah. holy shit holy shit holy shit holy shit <laughs> for like for like a week straight and yeah, i can
2: dying. totally see mechamaru not making it out of this fight because i mean just from like this, the perspective of an anime in general, like we get introduced to his power. You know, He has 17 years of um, curse energy build up. Like, I feel like we're going to get a move that is going to use every year, day, minute of him charging up that ability. And I don't know what's going to happen if he reaches zero. I imagine it's death and I could see him going out that way. It would be badass to see what all 16 years, what kind of devastation yeah. 16 years can culminate into. But... I'm a little worried right now for Mekamaro from that perspective, and as well as just him straight up going against Ghetto and Mojito. And like, it's a
1: it's a fun fight. I'm I'm curious, I guess, how people who like didn't read are feeling because like this is like our kind of you know our post break episode. Feels like a little bit of a dick tease, but you know episode seven is going to be a banger, and then it'll just be all gas, no breaks from the rest I've, of the season.
2: And just emphasizing more how much we i love ghetto like the fact that he's just like mechamaru had a plan it didn't surprise ghetto to the slightest like he's just smiling he's just like i'll be over here like if you need me you know it's it's so funny i think ghetto is just a phenomenal villain because he's just so sinister and wicked it feels like he just he's great
0: um i always really liked mahito during my read Mahito's was great
2: man i love Kyle, Mahito too
0: I thought he was so sinister and devious, and 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 I thought he was a true embodiment of like evil and chaos. Um, Kyle always felt, and Kyle, please chime in and correct me if I'm wrong. Kyle felt he was a little shallow. Um, while watching, I'll admit, like I think those qualities, those that uh, shallowness, is kind of it's kind of showing because really he's been like alive, quote unquote, for what and not very long. Like he's a baby. Yeah, he is a child you know and it's showing i think the anime is doing a really good way a really good job of showing that because you know i read on some site who knows if the translations were like 100% accurate i was they might not even have been official translations i'm glad now i'm seeing um the anime capture that essence because he is a child like he is immature and he just he's like oh why don't we just kill him now and get like wait dude we have a pact you can't do that and i i just like how um it's like you're kind of sensing that ghetto is well, Bahito is ghetto's dog. Yeah, You know what I mean? And, and, and it, it's not the other way around. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. My comment on that is going to be, I am feeling like I said that about Shigaraki from my hero academia.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah. You, you might were never have... a Tomura guy. I know that. Yeah. Like that is
1: one villain that I just somewhat generally dislike. Mm hmm. Or maybe because I feel like obviously the story puts him into that pedestal, and I'm like, I'm not feeling it so much. I feel like it's him. I think I you might have
0: compared it. him to Shigaraki in one of okay. our. In one they of our talks. they
1: feel
2: similar. Like that. I'm not going to say like I prefer one villain over the other, but they they feel kind of similar-ish. Yeah. Like they're both and there's
1: there's Go good Mahito stuff in this upcoming arc that I feel like, in my opinion, probably takes him above Shigaraki.
2: Can you just like can we just really quickly touch on what? ghetto and mechamaru were like talking about with that whole like is was he saying that mahito can't fuck up the transfiguration because like it is like they have a pact between them yeah. too and if so mahito doesn't hold true to that pact then he something wicked would happen to him
1: yeah this is one thing i really like about the jjk universe is this idea of like the packs and like also like you know how like words have so much power Mm-hmm. where like they, they could mention something I'll forget until they kind of reinforce it every so often is that like when you explain your curse technique like it gets stronger and like more effective so this is like you know it's along that line of like they literally made they had an agreement between the two of them and like if you break that agreement then like you don't know what the con- the negative consequences of that are going to be and he compares right. it to like you can do one with yourself you can mm-hmm. make like there's one instance I'm thinking of on top of my head that's later in the manga where like someone makes you know kind of like a they make a pact with themselves about something that like gives them more power in some way but like if he says you know if you break that pact you just lose that power up but if you break a pact with someone else you have no idea what the consequences are going to be that's what I thought it's just not worth the risk because like Alki had said Mahito's you know he's just kind of like a kid so he's like I'll turn him into a caterpillar and it's like it, it, for the plans at the level that they have of what they really want to do, like, it's not worth potentially ruining anything just because you want to fucking turn this guy into a Caterpillar. Gosh.
0: That was kind of a callback to the season one kid that he manipulated because yeah. I think he literally turned him into some sort of bug creature. <laughs> yeah, I can picture the scene in my head. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I guess the cursed uh the power gets stronger when you talk about it because I think it's since it's cursed energy, when you get scared of an of something and it turns into a demon, um, it turns into a curse. And the more you fear it, the stronger it is. I guess it's in that same with that same like ideology, that's how the powers probably work too. I just really liked that. It. it just it's funny
1: meta stuff too, because I feel like people always say, like in anime and manga, like the villains always have to go on some like big spiel and like or even like everyone always like explains their powers all the time yeah. and stuff. So I think it's a funny little meta thing where it's like you know we're doing this because it makes us stronger type of deal, <laughs> right. versus like you know Hunter x Hunter where it's just like walls of text <laughs> <Yeah>. explaining <laughs> how the fuck Carlos Lucifer's book works. So or uh, what's the fucking the the
2: one who <laughs> does the <laughs> I was thinking of the guy who trains gone <laughs> and Killua who whenever uh, he punches oh, yes. people and like he yeah. gets attacks on them like that was the most convoluted yeah. power ever that was like <laughs> half an anime yeah. episode to just explain his power i'll
1: tell, I'll you, tell though, you what uh, I, I was re- as i'm catching up yes on JJK, i was me just and i've yeah, been talking and it reminds me the like the the way that they grow and the imagination that Gege uses with the um like the curse techniques and, like, the domain expansions and stuff is just reminds me of Nen. It's just, like, it feels so similar. Like, they're kind of just, like, cousins almost or even... There's
0: brothers. an established power system, but the way he goes with it, there are so many caveats and, like, loopholes. And the characters are all so smart, honestly. They're able to work the system into their favor, like, tailor their power the way they want by, by just being so educated and and being able to manipulate their their respective powers like to the rules, it's insane. And like it gets a little bit convoluted sometimes. And I said this in the beginning of the podcast. It's you know it's involved. You have to I find myself rereading and looking shit up and it's it's hard, especially when you're catching up. You don't want to get anything spoiled. And like I if I hadn't read in like months I'm like reading something like okay why is this working out? This is not how I understand it. So you know just keep paying attention. Uh, readers and watchers because we're in for a ride
2: yes we are I'm so excited yeah this i think kyle you said it best like this episode was a dick tease like the first half was okay like it was funny we got some great laughing moments but you know me i'm a big component of you know action yeah i want some i want some action and that's what the end of the episode did give us that tease and so i'm definitely looking forward to the start of next episode yeah but just one of the funnier moments for me in this episode was when they're all at the the lunch or whatever the dinner and yuji shows up and they're kind of worried that he's going to forget her name but he doesn't and they hold up the 10 out of 10 or whatever the 10 symbols <laughs> like i was cracking up <laughs> at that that was so funny
1: i love how they how they held them too like the camera angle changes and they're still sitting there in the booth yeah, uh,
0: holding hold- the little tents yeah, so you
2: scary. did good yuji you did good they
0: did yeah, that I- interaction well i think you know a lot of shonen main characters are always like dummies or something yuji's just a really nice kid
2: yeah, he yeah. really is. He really and is I, I,
0: just like a nice kid. He reminds me of Luffy, kind of like
2: Like the innocence like and like
0: the, like, the innocence, you know. but also just compassion and like like a pure heart. He has that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's like a second, it's
1: just like a second nature type thing. It's no there's no ulterior motives or anything. It's just like is like the, a reflex, essentially. And that's mm-hmm. literally the same way it is with uh would our boy Mon- monkey
0: be Luffy. He remembered right. that girl's name, and even though she looks completely different, it's like it's a nice little uh angle to his character. It, yeah. it it's a nice it paints his paints his picture really well.
2: That's something we could a, never do.
0: <laughs> yeah, I say, uh, is, that, is that a long term
1: romance we see in the future
0: that we
2: that
1: yeah we I don't know if I'm uh I think
2: I'm ready to I'm rooting for him. I'm definitely rooting for her <laughs> for sure he likes, because he likes she tall great. girls. He
1: likes tall yeah. girls like Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah with big bundas. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> so she's tall. Well, we'll see I guess if she gets the big bunda that last check mark for uh, for <laughs> UG. All right. So that's gonna do it episode seven. Six seven,
2: I don't six. know because it's episode 30 on Crunchyroll. So <laughs> it's I have like well, we, no we've idea. had
1: two episode 5.5, so I'm pretty sure this is episode six. We'll be back next week with episode seven. Uh, so be sure to stick around, uh, for that one as well. Um, that's kind of everything. Like I said, we at the top we're doing Wheel of Time right now, we're doing One Piece right now. Um, we'll be following JJK the rest of this season, which should lead us, I mean, shit, probably into like October, November, I think at least November. Um, so and we'll then be we'll probably covered. be having to do a attack on Titan by then. That's crazy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so we'll just keep on rolling. Um yeah, so as always, you know, we're Bench Town TV. And thank you for listening.
0: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.